0: Hey, everybody, Jim Sammons here at Kite Fishing Show Live, brought to you by all of our wonderful sponsors scrolling across the bottom there uh, that have allowed us to do this for all these years. Um, I appreciate you guys for uh, joining me. This is the first time we've done a show in a few weeks. Uh, as a reminder, I've got this little thing on here um, shoulder surgery two weeks ago today. Uh, five holes in my shoulder. Um, rotator cuff and bone spurs and all this wonderful thing so uh, unfortunately I am in this sling for another four weeks before I can really start any kind of um, rehabilitation or physical therapy i um, doing a little bit just first time today just getting some movement in it but uh, actually building it back up is going to take a while so I hope to be doing more of my live shows and maybe I'll start airing some of the, uh, the old stuff when we were doing it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So, but anyway, if you're new to this, we, uh, air old episodes of kayak fishing show with live commentary and, um, answer any questions. So please bring your questions and comments and everything else. And whether it's about this actual episode or whether it's about kayak fishing in general, I'm always happy to answer any questions excuse me there's a few comments here already aaron dodds how you doing man robert brooks thanks for burke thanks for joining us gene wilson how are you from florida alan thompson uh art standing can't wait for the ice to thaw and get back to fishing we don't have that problem here in san diego (laughs) it's actually supposed to be very hot this week this week uh they're saying um getting close to 90. so that's that's warm for this time of year uh alan says hey gene wilson and aaron dodds uh again i appreciate you all joining me here uh this episode um was a continuation of the uh the last episode we aired which again was you know three weeks ago um where we were uh fishing for muskie up in uh, lake traverse uh, in algonquin park in canada uh in this episode we are with uh, james mcbeth still was with us but also uh, or at least for part of it and i really don't remember because i haven't gone back and watched it um scott barton and roberto briones um both of who uh were with jackson kayak uh, roberto is no longer with jackson kayak but uh still a good friend and uh, we hit some uh, lakes and we did some river fishing as i prefer as i recall <laughs> is in this um and again was uh, mainly for bass fishing but uh, we did some pike and musky fishing as well um i love going to canada uh, you know every time i've been there that's the one thing i've said you know i've gone to a lot of places and had tough trips or um you know just either slow fishing bad weather whatever but uh I don't know that I've ever had a bad trip to Canada you know we've and we've been all over Canada and with British Columbia um Arctic Circle Northwest Territories Northern Saskatchewan all those places and I don't know that I've ever had a bad trip to Canada I mean we've had slower trips but we've also had insanely insanely good trips uh, so I always enjoy going up there, it's absolutely beautiful, and there's just so much water and so much, so much fishing. There's just so much fishing, so many different places to go try out. So, um, got a couple questions before we get to the episode. Um, Nicholas Beltran says, What's up? What's up? Although I think you're doing the live long and prosper. <laughs> And Robert Burke, do you know why Jackson Kayak stopped production of the Kraken? I do. <laughs> um, basically, it was the gr- a great boat that maybe came out at the wrong time. I mean, that's the only thing I could think. Um, the industry had really, uh, or the I don't know if they say the industry, but the consumers uh, really had been. Um, programmed to think that you need to be in a pedal boat and all the fishermen think they need to be in a pedal boat and i mean i can argue the point all day long i mean pedal boats definitely have their place i I enjoy the pedal boats i love the motorized boats they all have their place but it always bothers me when somebody says i'm gonna upgrade to a pedal boat um i don't find it to be an upgrade (laughs) i mean i really enjoy paddling of course You know, 30 plus years of paddling may be one of the reasons why I've got this sling on my arm. But basically, they stopped making it because not enough people were buying it. You know, everybody wanted pedals. And, you know, they just didn't sell enough of them, unfortunately. And 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 it's sad because there's really not a lot of what I would consider good paddling fishing kayaks out there anymore you know, not the offshore type of boats that I like, you know, the 15 foot plus, um, longer, narrower, um, paddler style boats. There's just not a lot of them out there. There's, you know, there's, there's some boats you can bring them in from South Africa, you know, the, the glass boats and all that, um, which are real paddlers boats, uh, very fast. Um, these are kind of, the the kraken I certainly wouldn't call a law a narrow boat but it is compared to what a lot is out there so um the demographic of kayak fishermen are a lot of bigger guys um they also don't seem to have a lot of desire to learn to be paddlers and learn kayaking a lot of guys are are in it and I understand it completely that they want to they get into kayak fishing because for fishing And it is just a mode of transportation to get to fish. So any way they can get to the fish, whatever's going to be the easiest and the shortest learning curve, that's what we're going to do. So they don't want to take the time to learn how to be a good paddler and learn the safety aspects and everything that goes along with being a good kayaker. So it's a shame. And that's why I think a lot of kayakers run into trouble because they haven't taken that time to learn to be a good paddler or a good kayaker. And the safety aspects and then they get out there in conditions that are above their head and they don't even some don't even have the basic basic skills i mean i have had to rescue many people out in the ocean that have fallen off their kayak and don't know how to self-rescue i mean and that is one of the first things you should always learn so i don't know you know like i said it, it, but back to the question um that's the reason uh, there has been talk of bringing the Kraken back, maybe in a limited run. Uh, I think we would have to put out a pre-order kind of thing. If they could get enough pre-ordered to, to make it worthwhile, uh, getting the molds back out and making a run, then maybe it'll happen. But uh, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> anyway, kind of went off on a tangent there. Um Art Stanton, East Coast Fisherman here. Hope to speedy recovery from your surgery. Yeah, well, thank you very much, I appreciate that. And um, unfortunately, shoulders aren't really a speedy recovery. Um, This is actually my fifth shoulder surgery. Uh, Three on my right, this is the second one on the left. And every one of them has taken a long time to heal. Uh, there's not a lot of blood flow into that area. Um, and so they just heal slowly and then getting the strength back and, and having to be really patient. Uh, that's one of the tough parts is uh, I actually had therapy today and it was just the very first time. So, but you know, she was already reprimanding me for trying to use my, my arm too much. You know, I just, I gotta let it just hang here and let it heal. Cause every time I activate those muscles and doesn't allow it to heal properly. So patience, gotta be patient. (laughs) Hopefully I can do some stuff right. It it is my left arm and I'm right-handed. So um, hopefully I can still do some stuff. Um, I've got some actually some stuff showing up for the uh, my blue sky today uh, because I'm still working on modifying that with the uh, Torquedo motor on there. So um, I'm looking forward to getting that and basically, I made I got a, something that I can make a platform over the motor, so I still have a place for my big tackle box or the uh, the black pack, the new black pack from Yak Attack. Uh, I'm looking forward to having that, and I'll have that on kind of a raised pedestal, if you will, so behind the seat. So we'll have to see. It's just something to play with while I'm can't do anything else. <laughs> so um, Robert says you have a Bixby on the rudder and love it on your on your 13.5 i had a um torpedo on my uh crack in 15.5 i know my buddy egowitz has a torpedo on his um and with that that torpedo on there that thing really scooted along i always said the thing about it it was i mean the the 15.5 was such a great paddling boat that you put that torpedo on there it moves. And I tell you, it makes you lazy very, very fast. Because I remember the first time I, I took it out with the motor on it. Um, the whole idea is we were going to go way offshore. Um, I mean, the plan was to go about eight miles offshore, looking for uh, kelp patties, there was word of uh, tuna pretty close. So we were going to go do that. And I was like, Okay, well, I'll just put the motor on and then I will be able to have the motor to, to, to motor back. And I think within an hour on the water. I'm like, whatever. And I dropped the motor and I just started using it cause it's just, it's there and it's so fun. And, um, and I said, it, it makes you lazy really fast. And <clears throat> if you run it at the right speed, those things will go all day long. You know, um, if you run full speed, you, you can drain that battery pretty fast, but at a really low, just cruising, uh, basically, what would I would consider trolling speed um, when you're trolling live baits, which is pretty slow, um, you can run that Torquedo all day long. So, it's very, very cool. Um, is there anything else there? I don't see any other comments. So again, uh, you know, thanks to our sponsors scrolling across the bottom there, Ballast Point Brewing Company, Seagar, who's been one of my longest sponsors. Of course, Jackson Kayak, Werner Paddles, Standard Horizon, Yak Attack, you know, another great, great sponsor. Uh, Siegler Reels, a band of anglers, uh, which is uh, Patrick Sabil's company, Ray Marine, NRS, awesome company and Torquedo. And again, I can't thank them all enough for for sticking with me these last couple of years. Um, Well, for the last 13 years of being on TV and for the last two years where I haven't been shooting TV because of COVID and then changing from my producer and now going to be self-producing, then this happened. So now I'm not shooting it all again. So, But they've all been really great about sticking with me and I really appreciate that. Um, If you guys... Are new to this again, we answer questions, comments, anything like that. I really appreciate it if you can share this with your friends, um, you know, help us build that audience. It always helps. We have a, a a pretty big audience on Facebook, but Facebook doesn't really push our stuff out unless we pay and, you know, it, it's tough. So it, it's, it's you guys sharing our stuff that, that really gives us the greatest reach and allows me to keep doing that um if you're watching on facebook another way to watch is over at uh kayak fishing Tales, which is our youtube channel so if you go over there and subscribe and hit for notifications uh, a lot of times you're more likely to get notified of when we're going live so i always encourage people to um to go over and subscribe And hit notifications over at Kayak Fishing Tales as well. So, again, this episode was uh, season 10, um, episode 5. And I honestly, I don't remember what year it was. I think I want to say it was 2018, maybe 2017 that we shot this season um and again just just a great time um like i said i'm more of a saltwater guy big game stuff but if you can go to an area like this where, you, where you're catching fish and you're fishing with great friends it's a good time and canada at the right time of year you know it is absolutely wonderful and i highly encourage anybody if you have a chance to, to get up to canada you know whatever part of canada you can go to and like i said i've been all over and always had good fishing up there so highly, highly encourage it. So with no further ado, why don't we uh, get this episode running? Please let me know if there's any, I'm running this a little bit different. Normally I run the videos straight off of YouTube or I have them buried in YouTube. Uh, but these, this is running off of my computer. So if there are any issues, because I've never done it this way, please let me know. If you're not getting audio or something like that, uh, I'd, I'd like to know. So Anyway, with no further ado, let's get this episode rolling. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are in Calabogie, Canada. We're hooking up with Scott Barton and Roberto Briones, and going after smallmouth, largemouth, and musky at some secret lakes. Stick around. Scott Barton says, "2018." <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I'm glad you're watching, (laughs) man. See, I have a terrible memory for all this
1: stuff.
2: near Calabogie, Ontario. An hour and a half from Ottawa, just a little west, home of the new Tornado Alley here in Calabogie, Ontario. We're gonna hit uh, this back lake that uh,
1: Scott and I came a few weeks ago. As you can see, it's flat calm, good smally. A few largies in here, some pike. Should be a good day.
0: So, I, you know, we got to fish with Roberto Briones. Uh, I fished with him many times uh, here in Canada, also in Sweden, uh, just just a great guy to fish with. So Roberto introduced us to his friend, Scott. Uh, Scott turns out he's a hardcore kayak fisherman. He's a fireman, which allows him uh, a lot of free time to fish, and he fishes hard, but he also, his thing is, uh, like Google Maps, Google Earth and finding new places to fish. He's always exploring new areas and that's really really cool. I'm gonna try slowing down my presentation
2: go a little bit more finesse. I'm, uh, gonna drop shot and see what happens. Huge! No, not huge. <laughs> First one of the day. Scott and I were fishing a tournament, an online tournament, uh, on kayaks. We well, basically what we do is just catch a fish, measure it with a hawk trough. It's called a measuring board. Uh, they have they have to have an identifier for that specific tournament, and then you just upload the images to uh, to this application, and uh, whoever has the most uh, length in total for five fish wins the tournament. Sweet. <sighs>
0: Oh, fumbling around with a stinking rod in front of me.
2: When you go to back lakes, like the ones that we've been uh, hitting in this uh, during the weekend, it's nice because you're off the beaten pathway and not many people go and fish those lakes. So that means that fishing is plentiful and uh, the fish are big.
1: You really don't see a whole lot of of people on these lakes. There's so many lakes to choose from. Uh, There's the Madawaska River behind us. So there's just lots of great options.
2: Largemouth. mouth. had another one right on the point. So it looks like there's like one largemouth in each one of these bays. And up on the little rage tail
0: Switch to the white jig and then change the weight up on it. I wasn't getting good at all on the darker one. Yeah, here you go. Got that dart spin again. It's just one of those lures that just seems to work on many different species. Ah, I'm stoked. Beautiful fish, great colors on them. Let's get this guy
1: back in the water. Clamp it down on my thumb.
2: <clears throat> Finally, a bite. It's been a slow day. Caught him on a drop shot using a striking rage tail and rigged with the uh, rapid fishing solution discs. Not a very bad bass. We'll
0: measure him and uh, let him go. Man, we're having a great time on this beautiful lake. The bite is really turned on this afternoon, and we got a few more hours to fish. Stick around. Woo! Dart spin does it again. I think one of the one of the really cool oh, things about God. one of the cool things about this lake, it was the size of it was such that for a nice full day of fishing, you know, it wasn't so small that you were finished fishing it with too fast but you could spend your time and and fish this lake and in a full day you could almost cover the entire lake so it's just kind of that perfect size saw some grass out here and I was kind of thinking about going out that way and I saw a little bit of a swirl so went out there made a couple casts and boom it's nice to have a boat you can stand up in for this kind of fishing I mean to get up and see the grass beds it's so much easier this Liska is just a great boat for this fishery. Thank you Mr. Bass.
2: The Liska is super stable and long enough to be on uh, any type of body of water. I always call the Liska a mini mayfly. It, it is super stable, fast, uh, low profile that you know, you're not get blown by the wind as easily as with other boats but Yeah, I definitely think that the Liska is uh, Jackson Kayak's top top kayak for my personal use. Well, it was uh, slow bites initially.
1: We were fortunate to have a really nice day, Uh, flat calm water. Although the, the, the water temperature is getting down into the 60s, so I knew it was going to be a bit of a tough bite. A lot of wind has come through the area recently with the with the tornadoes, uh, temperature fluctuations, a lot of storms. Uh, first uh, half an hour was great, and then the rest of the day has been a little rough. I've even uh, seen what everyone else has thrown and tried to mimic it, and still not working out for me. So just one of those days. It's a good thing there's four of us. It's just like any sport, Uh, you go out there, you're always happy to see your buddies catching. Uh, It's great to see fish being caught no matter what, at least someone's catching. Uh, Unfortunately, it just wasn't me until the afternoon. I was uh, lucky enough to find the green weeds, uh, the bait fish in the clear water and uh, went to the old reliable and it produced. That's good bass.
0: Here we go. Another species on the dart spin. I just switched the hook over and it did exactly what I wanted to. I brought it over a tree limb, it came over the limb, and then swam straight down, and that fish came straight up on it. Just swam a little bit better that way. Beautiful fish. Whew. Finally landed a good one. Lost a really nice one earlier. Come on. It's a pike. Oh! Oh, our uh, buddy James had to leave early. So the first thing I did was uh, steal his power pole so I can uh, fish these weed beds a little bit more effectively because there is a bit of a breeze. And if you can't hold position, you're just blown across them. So I'm fishing more thoroughly by holding position with the power pole.
2: My power pole was one of the most important things I had for this trip. Um, The wind started howling. uh, It was blowing pretty fast. And without it and shallow water, I would have just kept them drifting. And my power pole just kept me in place. And I was able to uh, make more casts than
0: if I wouldn't have had it. Decided to mix it up and uh, threw out a little topwater lure. Hit right next to the bank. <laughs> Boom, man. Been working it hard all morning. Lost a nice size pike. Lost another size, good size bass and finally made one stick. I would say like 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, it clicked and things started happening, and we all started catching fish. And these were quality largemouth and really quality smallmouth bass. Uh, also, several pike, um, which I didn't land one, but I hooked to several. Uh, but I was fishing for bass and I got bit off. So it turned into just a phenomenal day of bass fishing. Well, I think that's one last fish for the day. Got another day of fishing up here in Canada and, uh, you know, check out another lake. So stick around. So, yeah, just a, an absolutely awesome lake, um, did pretty well. I mean, all of us caught a decent number of fish. And like I said, I really like the size of that lake. Cause if you wanted to go from one side to the other, you could sprint across there, but you could really take your time fishing around the whole uh, perimeter of the lake. And it, it basically took a day. Um, and that was with four of us fishing and just getting kind of spread out. Um, Joseph says, thanks for all I do. Well, thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. Um, I just, I love talking about kayak fishing. I love kayak fishing and all kinds of fishing. So, and, uh, since I can't go fishing now, (laughs) at least I can talk about it. Uh, Rudy, uh, how's it going, Jim? Hope the shoulder is healing well. Um, it's too soon to tell at this point, but, uh, it's on the mend. Uh, you know, a lot of ice packs. The worst part is sleeping. Sleeping with this big old sling on that's got a pillow attached to it and trying to sleep, um, it is n- not comfortable. Um, so that's the worst thing. I haven't had a good night's sleep since I, since I got this thing. Um, uh, Math or fish? I'll just take fish because I, I can't do math. Uh, how you doing in Miami? Serge, thanks for joining us from Ottawa. Uh, this is Facebook user. Hello from Belize. Well, how are you, Facebook user from Belize? Um, if you are watching on the Kayak Fishing Show group page, you need to give it permission to use your name. Otherwise, it just shows up as Facebook user on my screen. But, uh, hopefully it's somebody I know from Belize because I love Belize. It's awesome. I was hoping to get back down there again this year. And again, this whole shoulder thing and life has just put everything on hold. So, and, uh, Liam, as always watching over at kayak fishing Tales. thanks for watching, man. Um, so again, if you have any questions, please send them our way questions, comments, and share the videos with your friends. Keep this thing going. These are the built-in commercial breaks. (laughs) So today we uh, are pretty stoked to be with Scott Barton and Roberto Briones. Scott's got some secret lakes that he's gonna take us to
1: and uh, show us around. He says there's some good bass there. So uh, really looking forward to a day on the water with Scott. I was fortunate enough that Yak Attack sent some uh, items before the shoot. Uh, Roberto and I um, installed them on the kayak the night before the shoot and uh, the transducer arm was just awesome. It, It really cut through the water, very little drag. The rod holder is solid, loved it, gear tracks, These items were all new for me and well, just, I love them. God, these things just bulldog you so much.
0: This is a slob, dude. This is a slob. Here we go. Wow.
2: the weather was kind of chilly and it was um uh, overcast as soon as the sun came out it was peeking through we had some windows of sunshine that's when the the fish started biting so it was actually cool to see that strong release it was close. It was this close. Now I got to deal with this. Moral of the story is, bringing it.
0: They've had some a little bit early cold weather here. Um, so it seems as if in the mornings the fishing's been a little bit off and picked up later on in the afternoon. And that's exactly what happened on this day.
2: So my friend Scott says cast the line near the little bobber thing and the piece of wood with the plastic on it and You'll get a pike every time every time So I cast there I've been here a few times this lake and every time I cast there I get this very same fish His name is George George is a bass a largemouth bass not a pike So there you go say hi to George Kayak fishing, I think, uh, is uh, getting more and more popular because of how accessible it is. Um, You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. Uh, You could, but you don't have to. And uh, well, especially in the uh, Ottawa area, it's been blowing up like crazy. It's been booming because um, we've been trying to uh, raise awareness that uh, fishing on the water, not from the banks, It's
0: pretty affordable and it's a good way of meeting people. You have guys like Roberto who is spreading the word about kayak fishing in this community and he's really growing it. They're doing tournaments and gatherings and kayak fishing is just booming up here. And there's just so many different places and the kayak really is the perfect vessel to fish so many of these, these like, hidden lakes. Like when you're dragging your kayak into a spot, the kayak's perfect. You can't get a boat in there. So they've started to embrace that up here, and, and it's really cool. There was. Yeah, that, that's a very good point here. This lake, particularly, I mean, there's no way a boat would get in there. We, we had to bust our way through weeds. Um, you launched and then paddled through water that was about this deep and then had to bust through some weeds and then drag the kayaks over some humps and stuff. No way you could fish this other than in a kayak. And it was just a, a cool, cool lake. Um, they weren't biting very good but there was so much laydowns and so much great structure there. I know the fishing has got to be good there. Uh, I don't know that we caught very many over the course of the day, but, um, I'd love to fish that lake again because it was such a cool lake. And, again, I mean, the only way you're fishing that is by kayak.
2: This one spot, transition between rocks and a little bit of grass, that's when I, uh, that's where I threw uh, my uh, drop shot, and there it was. And I feel just this heavy tug on the line set the hook, and that thing just went going uh side to side under the boat and when i saw the uh the silhouette of the fish i was like oh my god i better not lose this fish i'm shaking this beast 19 and a half inches it put up a good fight look at this he was uh hit by something
0: yeah, it looks like he was hit by you a pike or something here,
2: the bite marks maybe a pike
0: yeah pike bite
2: it, he got it good but yeah 19 and uh, and a half inches it makes it my personal best measured fish of today
0: it's actually funny is if you guys haven't seen it you know we're talking about that that fish having a wound on it a bite from a pike and um i caught a fish during a, a show uh, that had a hole completely through it uh, like about this big through it and healthy i mean it was fighting it, it you know it was it came up and uh ate a bait and you know it was living a healthy life uh, have you guys seen that picture of that tuna uh, i mean several hundred pound tuna with a hole like this big like right below its gill plate completely through the fish and it it still was eating and this was a healed hole the hole was still there but it was healed I mean fish are pretty dang um resilient um it, it, it was amazing I mean this huge huge hole through this fish and it bit and fought just like any other several hundred pound tuna um just absolutely crazy they're 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 tough <laughs> um scott yeah we d- gotta fish that place again i gotta get back up to canada again um maybe next year or late this year um how big is your film crew and what are are they in when filming on the water uh, well, it depends. When we're fishing offshore, generally speaking, they're in a boat uh, because it's just easier, you know, with so much more uh, dynamic motion on the ocean. Um, it's easier for them to film from a boat. Um, instances like this, they're in a kayak right near us. Um, it helps if they're in a pedal boat or an electric boat so they can manipulate the boat easier while still holding the camera rather than a paddle boat. But you know, whatever it takes, a lot of times it is a paddle kayak. So they're in a kayak right by us. (laughs) Um, But Oh, how big is my film crew? It's usually, I mean, I would say the vast majority of the episodes of my show were shot with myself and Will Richardson as my camera guy. And that's it. He's taking stills and video and running a drone and, you know, doing all of it. Um, there's quite a few episodes where we have two guys. So particularly if we're going to a place like um, uh, someplace, maybe we're catching uh, Dorado or Tarpon or something that's very acrobatic. So you'll have one guy focused on regular um, filming and the other guy doing slow-mos of, you know, of the jumping fish and that sort of thing. Uh, and then one of them is also concentrating on getting still photos. So <clears throat> in the early days, in the first few shoots of my show, we would have two videographers and a still photographer, but uh, that became very expensive and not very practical. So unless, you know, we can get that big car dealer car manufacturer sponsor or pharma sponsor or something we can't afford to have that many people so uh by and large it's it's me and one camera guy <laughs> um so we got one more comment here charlie bond headed to canada in late may uh to do some bass fishing big big smallies yeah you know and that's the thing is i mean i'm, I'm a saltwater guy and largemouth bass have never really done it for me um but then going up to canada and getting into some good smallies um they they made me enjoy freshwater fishing uh you know those smallmouth bass they're very much like they fight a lot like our um saltwater bass our spotted bay bass and our calicos where they just really bulldog you um so Definitely the smallmouth bass. I gained a lot more respect for the freshwater fishery through uh smallmouth bass. They're just fun. <clears throat> uh, they ever miss the money shots when filming? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, it's always the guy who is the, this is the problem with only having one camera sometimes because we have a few guys fishing you end up spreading out and it's always the guy who is the farthest away from the camera who ends up hooking the fish. So uh, a lot of, a lot of our good fish never make it on camera or, you know, trying to trying to film the guy and then the fish jumps over here or, you know, you're always going to miss some. So it, it's, it's tough. That's why you need quite a few fish to make a good show. but they do pretty good. We've got a lot of great shots over the years, for sure.
2: Four by four Prius.
0: Bet you haven't seen one, eh? So today, our final day, uh, we have basically a half day. So we're gonna do a drift down the Madawaska River um, this place is well known for having some big musky. So uh,
1: bringing the big lures and hoping we can put a big fish on the boat. Plan is a uh, drift uh, down the Madawaska River. So we'll be uh, casting our lures to the banks and some shallows, some good weed lines. And I'm sure we're gonna at least get a rise out of a few and hopefully catch one or two. So that's that's the plan, perfect day. Uh, The wind is perfect. It should be uh, a good drift. So looking forward to it.
0: It was cold. This Southern California guy was cold. Little fish.
1: But he managed to get that hook in him real good.
0: See if I can manage to get it out without getting a hook in me. Darn, lure's bigger than the fish. Aren't
1: we? (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. The
0: cool thing about having secret lakes is that generally speaking, not too many other people know about them or fish them. So we were in these just pristine, pristine areas. I mean, so beautiful. Like I said, we're, we're here right when the leaves are starting to change colors. Um, absolutely beautiful. If we hadn't caught a
1: fish, we would have still had a great time being in these beautiful spots. I think, uh, it's not only the fishing that is great, but just the the sort of the backcountry experience, the being in the wilderness, um, exploring the area, uh, finding your own spot, uh, sort of say. And, uh, I just love, uh, the nature, the natural setting, uh, all kinds of trails, roads. It's just, it's it would take a lifetime to explore this area all the lakes uh just really really enjoy it enjoy the water enjoy the peace and quiet so i feel pretty fortunate to uh, to be able to uh, spend so much time in this area
2: I like bass fishing because it's relatively easy to catch a bass. If you want to take a kid fishing for something bigger than just uh, sunfish or panfish, take them uh, bass fishing. It's a fish that everybody will be able to catch if they work their techniques well. They're easy to learn those techniques. And they're very fun. They're acrobatic. Oh, my God, they they jump out of the water. And it's just a hoot catching. them.
0: Musky. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I saw a muskie. I thought I had spooked it. Kind of went over the top of it. But I saw which direction it swam, so I tossed the lure that direction, and I honestly made a really lousy cast. It went half as far as I intended. But a couple of twitches, and boom, he was on. This is a bass setup, and I don't have the heaviest leader on here, so. Hopefully, he uh, doesn't get me broken off. It's not a huge one, but it's a muskie. Now, Roberto later watched this, and he told me I had actually caught a pike. (laughs) And I don't remember. I never watched it again. (laughs) They look so much alike. (laughs) no we don't want to piss off
1: <laughs>
0: don't want to piss off the muskie guys you know muskier are, are are fairly uh delicate and guys get upset if you don't treat them right so really? if i can here i'm just going to release while yeah, he's still in the water <laughs> it's probably in the best position for me to do that
1: yeah that's a pike <laughs>
0: awesome 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 hang on man good job <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thanks, buddy. What a great way to finish up the trip. I can't thank you enough for showing us around your area and your secret spots.
1: My pleasure. It's been a blast. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: Canada. I always love coming up here. We have great trips every time we come to Canada. So much water, so much good fishing. If you ever get the chance and you want to experience uh, some really fun fishing, visit Canada. This show is not sponsored by Canada. (laughs) Guess that's the end. There we go. (laughs) So yeah, and this, this screen uh behind me is from that same shoot, and you can see the leaves changing colors and everything. So, like I said, absolutely beautiful up there and always uh always a good time. Um, so yeah, that's that's it for this today's episode. Uh, I'll definitely be back again next week. Um, what do you guys think of if are you guys interested in seeing some of the older stuff? I was doing like Tuesdays, I was airing jackson kayak years and on thursdays i was airing the ocean kayak years which is the really old stuff uh i kind of got out of the habit of doing twice a week because i was busy but now i'm kind of sitting around with this thing and so if you guys are interested i'll start airing those really older episodes again uh get back on that um my buddy egowitz in spain how are you are you moving to california uh, let me know how that's going for you. Um, I need somebody to drive my boat. And Scott, fun times, man. Take, uh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate it. Um, hope we get a chance to uh, fish together again soon. Um, so anyway, yeah, so every Tuesday at least, and then other days, like I said, if, if people are interested, then I will, or if I just get bored, I'll start airing the um the old episodes again as well. So, uh, well there, Paul's there's one vote for the old stuff. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll get back into doing those old episodes as well, because those are some great stories. And, um, when we were really just, just getting going at this. So like I said, we've been on the air for 13 years, so it's been a long, long fun run. So, uh, with that said, um, If you are getting out on the water, please, please remember to always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care.
1: I'm oh. going oh.